What is up, my love? Welcome to the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm your host, Megan Brianna from lovestandshere.com, and I'm a life coach, a certified eating psychology coach, but most of all, I'm just a girl who really loves Jesus and has spent a lot of time learning how to not only discover my worth through Him, but also how to cultivate the characteristics that we're called into in order to live a healthy and purposeful life of love and service. My friend, living in the world can be really tough, and all too often we're taught beliefs and given messages by a broken society that make us feel like we're never enough and our worth is only skin deep. But I'm here to share some good news. Your worth is not in the world, but in God's beautiful word. So if you're looking for encouragement to live and love better, you're in the right place. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends if you feel called, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Love ya. I swear one of these days I'm going to get back on track where I'm uploading these every Tuesday, but it just feels like the last four weeks or whatever, there's been something that has happened every week where I'm just not able to get it together. So here we are again, another sporadic day. It's probably Wednesday. I don't know. It might be Friday. I guess we'll see. (laughs) I'm recording this on Tuesday and hoping that It's going to be uploaded tomorrow, but with the way my life has been going, who knows? A lot has happened in the last week, which I'm kind of excited to share about, but also I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about today, but I had a friend message me and I listened to his, one of his voice messages this morning and it made me think about, actually it kind of brought me to an awakening, a little bit of an awakening in my own life, something that I haven't really thought about in this season of depression that I've been back and forth with. Um, I've been very focused on it being chemical and hormonal, which I believe it is, but something that he mentioned in one of his voice messages kind of triggered something in me this morning, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, that makes sense. So... I do want to continue the conversation of being in a waiting season and a middle season and the depression that sometimes comes with that. And just, you know, if you're somebody that struggles with anxiety and depression, I really think that this is something that needs to be talked about. And I keep like wondering if I'm overdoing it, but you know, I'm just, you guys are on this roller coaster with me and I hope you're buckled in because obviously I'm up and down and all over the place. But I'm still in this and I had six fantastic days of reprieve. But I'm also like, wow, it's to the point where I'm like counting the days where I'm not feeling sad and frustrated. There's something like I, and today, today was the first day that I I started to feel that overwhelming sadness and like anger and frustration and loneliness and just that feeling of discouragement that I've been talking about. Today's the first day in in a week that I've felt that. And I'm just like, God, I can like I cannot continue to live my life like this. Like please give me an answer. Um I was pretty excited because I have had my eye on a company called Hum Nutrition that makes natural supplements and I ordered um a B12, a gut health and also one called Moody Bird and it's it's specifically for hormone balance. And they have fantastic reviews. So I'm going to try this and hope that it helps because 
like I shared in the last episode, I've just been, my body has changed a lot in the last year and what I used to do to manage my physical self and to manage my hormones and my mental health, it's just, it's not working as well anymore. But before I get back into the depression thing and the healing and the more serious part of this, and there's one comment that somebody made on a TikTok video, it just blew my mind. And I think it's so powerful and it's one of the core things that I want to talk about today. I do want to talk about how amazing my last week was. So as you know, I've been struggling in this season, especially the last couple of months. And then I got COVID and I got really sick and that made things so much worse. And then last Wednesday was the first day I really started to feel like a human again to where I felt more human than I had even before COVID. Like I started to feel more alive than I'd felt in a couple months. And so I I did all of the things. Like I got so much done. I just, you know, I made sure I got my workout in and I took my dog for a walk and I got the lawn mowed and I just, I was so active and I got so much done. And then the next day I went back to work finally and um, I was feeling good. And so here's the thing, Soul Fest that I was talking to you about in the last episode it's this festival up here in New England that I've had my eye on for the last couple of years and I've wanted to go to it. Obviously 2020, they didn't have it because of COVID. And then last year I wasn't able to go. And then this year when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh my gosh, We the Kingdom and Zach Williams are both playing on Friday, which is my birthday, the 5th. And I was so excited about that. I was like, I have to I have to figure out a way to go. And I went back and forth with that and eventually decided I'm not going to be able to go um, because of work and some other things. And I was like, but God, you know, I really do. I really would love to go to this. So if it's meant to be, it's in your hands. And I brought it up to the girls at Bible study and nobody really seemed too interested, especially because it was on a Friday and everybody works. And then my friend, one of my friends reached out to me and she asked me if I still wanted to go. This was like uh, probably three weeks before. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to go. And she's like, I want to buy you a ticket for your birthday. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I was like, cool, God, clearly I'm going to go to this. And I had already asked my boss for this coming Sunday off the 14th um, because I'm going to see the Goo Goo Dolls with my best friend, which I'm so excited about. So I hadn't asked him for the day off yet. And then the same week that I was going to ask him is when I got sick. So that I missed seven days of work. And I was like, okay, well now, you know, that next week would be the first full week that I would be back to work. And that was my birthday week. And I was like, okay, I can't ask for another day off. Number one, I need the money. Number two, I would feel it's just my work ethic. I would feel really irresponsible having had to take all those days off and then being like, hey, can I have another day off? You know, so that was just me. And I was feeling really crappy anyway. And I was like, I just, it's all exhausting. I don't want to go anymore. And then I started to feel good, better again last week. And I kept thinking, man, I really want to go to this concert. (laughs) And I was basically just like, okay, God, again, if this is meant to be, it's in your hands. So Friday morning, which is my birthday, I got up and I got ready and I went to work. And mind you, my boss didn't know anything about the concert because I never ended up bringing it up to him at all. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to work. And I got to work, which is 45 minutes away. And he walks over and he's like, so, 
you know, because it was really hot and we were supposed to get thunderstorms and stuff. He's like, I'm not sure what the weather is supposed to do. I'm not sure what we're going to have for customers. He's like, and I know you drove all the way over here, but um, if you want, I want to give you the day off for your birthday and here's some cash. So he basically paid me to take the day off. And I was like, what? And then so I, I called my friend Carly. I was like, hey, did you find anybody for that ticket? And if not, have you left yet? Because the festival was like two and a half hours away. And she, you know, it was Thursday through Saturday and she had a multi-day ticket and she was driving up and driving home every day. And this was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I figured she had left already, but she hadn't. So I was like, okay, well, potentially I can still go. And she was all excited. So I drove home and then I went and picked her up and we ended up going to the festival and it just worked out so well. And I was just, I, it was totally God because every step that I was taking was to not go because I just felt irresponsible and it just felt like I wasn't supposed to go. So that was totally God. I'm still not sure why. I think it's probably just because I really have not been allowing myself to have much fun lately. I tend to, when I commit to something and I decide that I'm going to be disciplined, I think I tend to overdo it sometimes. And so anyway, it was wicked, wicked hot and wicked sticky, but it was so much fun. We the Kingdom and Zach Williams put on a heck of a show. And of course we ended up driving home and I had to work the next day. So I didn't get to bed till three in the morning, which is something I never do anymore. But it was so, so much fun. So that was definitely, I thought my birthday was going to be awful, but it ended up being great. And then, um, you know, I worked all weekend and then my mom took yesterday off uh, so we could celebrate my birthday yesterday. And that was nice too. So it was good. It was a good birthday. I had a nice break from struggling with everything that I've been struggling with mentally. And it was nice to not be sick anymore. But again, today I kind of fell back into that place. So let's talk about it. (laughs) I was sitting on my floor this morning and I was thinking, I know I have to record this podcast, but I feel like my brain isn't working like it used to. I feel like I'm not as eloquent as I used to be. I feel like I don't have anything to say anymore. And I think that that's the enemy. And in the past, you know, I've been doing this for six and a half years. I've been online for six and a half years in whatever capacity. And in the past, when I felt like this, that's when I would be like, okay, I'm going to give this up for a while. And something just told me this morning, like, you have to continue to pursue this, even in those moments that you feel like you don't have anything important to say, because the most important thing you are doing is showing up for people. So I'm finally in this place where I am putting showing up over making things perfect. So if I sound like a jumbled mess, I apologize. But I hope the fact that I'm continuing to show up is helping somebody. Because you know what? I know that for me, one of the most healing things has been listening to somebody just share where they are. Share their struggle after it happened or in the middle of it. If it's something that I could resonate with, it's helped me so much because it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And I know I say that a lot, but it's I just believe it's something worth repeating. Sharing your story is the most powerful thing you can possibly do. And showing up is the most powerful thing you can possibly do, as imperfect as it might be. 
So that's why I'm doing it. And, you know, I would love to say that it was just because I feel like, you know, I do feel like God has called me into this, but it's not just for other people. It's for me too. Doing this podcast and showing up online and writing, doing blog posts or creating on social media, whatever it is that I'm doing, it's just as much for me as it is for everybody else. It helps me so much. And I just think that's a beautiful thing that when we can open up and be honest and vulnerable about the things that we struggle with and we dig below the surface, it's so healing for us, but it's helping other people too. It's creating a space where other people can feel safe to be vulnerable themselves and to share what they're struggling with. And that is how we heal. It's how we, it's how our mental health gets better. It's how we learn to process emotions Um, It's how we connect better. It's how we build deeper relationships. So I'm going to continue to show up. So I was just sitting there and I was like, no, you have to talk. At least just get on and talk about whatever, you know? So that's kind of what I'm doing. But I am still struggling with my emotions. I really think a big part of this is chemical. But I also think there is a spiritual element involved. And this is where I was going when I was talking about my friend's voice message earlier. He is, you know, kind of in the same space that I'm in, going through it and and trying to get closer to God and in the middle. And something that he brought up made me think about where I am and how, as you guys know, I was in Arizona and uh, basically God kicked me out. (laughs) No, God brought me home because I was in such an awful place, such a toxic, abusive relationship um, that probably would have killed me. And he kicked me out all the way home to my mom, which has been such a blessing. And I'm still with her right now, which has been such a blessing. My mom and I have the best relationship in the world. She's an angel. And, you know, God just fills up this house. And our conversations are just full of the Holy Spirit all the time. But I also, I don't know, I've been working because the first two years I was here, I was very desperate to get back to Arizona. Because even though I struggled so much out there, it was what I was comfortable with. And there's, you know, the whole psychological element to that I'm not going to get into. But eventually I got to a place where I started to think, okay, maybe New England is where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And this is going to be my life. I'm going to live in New England. I'm going to, God is going to introduce me to my husband and I'm going to have a family and settle down and I'm going to continue walking into ministry and whatever that looks like. And that's kind of where my mind's been lately. But this morning, when I listened to that voice message, it was the first time I thought to myself, maybe my soul is just really unsettled because I'm not meant to be here. I've been so focused on, okay, this is where I'm meant to be and it's permanent. And now I'm like, number one, Vermont is the least Christian state in all of the U.S., only next to New Hampshire. (laughs) So I like, and I, I love my Christian family up here. I have amazing Christian friends and I love my church and I love being around my mom because she has a great relationship with God too. But I still feel like, I still feel separated for some reason and I still feel lonely and you know, taking this time, because I, I didn't mention in the last episode, but I decided to take August off of 
Instagram, social media, but mostly Instagram, and I'm missing it. So I'm thinking I might get back on next week because I feel like a lot of my Christian family I've met through TikTok and Instagram. And it's just my relationship with Jesus, I feel like is so much different than a lot of people that I know around here because I didn't grow up Christian. I just came to the faith when I was 32 because I was saved. I didn't believe in God. I was very much a part of the world and all of that suffering came to a head and I ended up in the place that I was in and I cried out. I asked God into my life, even though I didn't know if he existed. And that's when it all started. And I don't know anybody that can relate to that around here. And I'm in my mid thirties and I'm single and the church doesn't really speak to that too much. And I'm very psychological in my approach to life. And I just feel like I see the world differently. And I think at a pretty deep level, and I see how important it is to spend time healing. And a lot of the community that understands that, a lot of the Christian community that I've found that understands that and understands me in that way has been in other areas. And this isn't anything against the community that I've built here in my physical space because I don't know where I would be without the people that I have in my life right now. But I've always had kind of a restless spirit and I'm wondering if that's not part of what I'm dealing with right now. And something that has always happened with me is before a big change happens, I can feel it in my soul. Even when my circumstances look like there's no way something big could happen, I feel it inside and it does cause a lot of turmoil in my life. And it, I do struggle with that sadness and with that frustration in that emptiness and loneliness. It's just been so long since it's happened. I think it's hard for me to recognize. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's not the case. If, you know, within the next year, within the next couple of, of years, there's going to be a big change, like maybe me potentially leaving New England. Or, I, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. I could be totally off, but I'm just hearing that voice message this morning. It just triggered something. And I was just like, huh, I wonder if that's the, if that's the case. So that's something that's really got me thinking because there is a big part of me that I feel bored and, you know, I want to continue ministering, but I'm not quite sure what direction that's supposed to go in yet. And I feel limited, like my resources and my circumstances are what they are right now and I can't really change them. So it looks like nothing's ever going to change, but I also know God can change anything in a split second. So I have to hold on to that faith. And it's just really nice for me to think about my situation and why I've been struggling with what I've been struggling from a different perspective. So once I have something new in my awareness, oh, it might be this. Now there's something new that I can pray about and I can ask God about. Um, So that's always really helpful. But back to the comment that I got on my TikTok video I don't know why, but it just kind of blew my mind. Sometimes you can read something or or somebody will say something to you that just doesn't seem like a big deal. And it just hits you in a way that completely changes your life. (laughs) Well, when I shared that clip from episode 30, where I was talking about my depression, somebody commented, I feel like there is no real answers. Healing takes time and through healing comes 
depression. And that is so stinking true. I think when you are somebody that is really committed to healing, like you understand that as humans living in the world we're living in right now, there is going to be trauma. There's going to be generational trauma. There's going to be um, circumstantial trauma. The things that we put ourselves through cause trauma, childhood trauma. There's all kinds of toxic belief systems and behaviors that create just this really unhealthy space. And once you realize that and you understand that it might be causing an unhealthy and an unhappy life and it's keeping you limited from doing what God wants you to do, you realize that you have a responsibility to partner with God and start healing because being a Christian means becoming more Christ-like, right? And ultimately healing is the process of unlearning the world and what it's taught us about our worth and how to be a human so that we can learn what God says is true about our worth and how to be a human. We can learn the value we have as children of God and how significant the meaning behind Christ's sacrifice is. I think if we can develop an understanding that consciously working to process trauma and deconstruct all of the toxic belief systems the world has given us is going to cause grief, we might be able to embrace the process a little bit easier. It doesn't make the pain of it all easier, of course, but it does at least give us a sense of normality about the whole thing. Sadness, loneliness, emptiness, confusion, overall depression... They're all going to be normal as we go through this process because we're grieving what we've believed to be true for so long about the world and about ourselves. Without God, we spend so much time trying to discover and or create an identity for ourselves through the world's garbage. And it's no easy task to let that go, right? All of that work we've done our entire lives, we have to just let it go and open ourselves up to a new way of thinking, Romans 12 too. It's what I went through at the end of 2018. It was like everything I knew about life and about being a human was completely ripped away and I had to start all over. Part of that, of course, a huge part, (laughs) was the brainwashing from being in an abusive relationship with a narcissist, but it was rough. And as I continue to make the conscious decision to get closer to Jesus and further away from the world, it continues to be a roller coaster, and that's just normal. Waking up to how twisted this world is, especially as someone who feels so deeply, it's not an easy road. So I'm trying to stop looking for wholeness. You know, I think wholeness is something that we really try so hard to find, happiness and wholeness. And I'm just, I'm done looking for it because I'm trying to learn to embrace the fact that I'm just never going to feel whole as long as I'm on this earth because I don't belong here. None of us do. So I think it's kind of an empty pursuit to search for that, you know, that happiness and wholeness that the world tells us we can achieve by doing certain things, by living a certain lifestyle, having a certain amount of money. It's not even, and who even knows what happiness looks like or wholeness looks like? Not a single person in this world. None of us ever will because we're not meant to be here. This is not the world that God created for us. So, you know, with the depression with the sadness, with the pain, as much as these feelings suck, 
and I know that they do, I think it's important that I continue to remind you how normal they are. And even though they're incredibly uncomfortable and it would be easier to just run away from them, which is what so many of us do through coping mechanisms and everything, they're necessary. They're there to teach us something valuable. Even the church has not done the greatest job of holding space for that. It still amazes me that the body of Christ, from what I've experienced anyway, doesn't make it a priority to create some kind of transitional program into faith. I'm not even kidding. I think that's something that would be so beneficial. People might get saved, yes and amen, but there is so much that has to happen after that that really requires a lot of time and listening and safety and just overall support from other believers. There are so many that leave the faith, I think, a lot of times because it's just so hard to get through that transition. And I guess that's what I'm so passionate about. And that's what I really want to move towards in my ministry is that transition from being a person of the world to being a person of faith because it is so extremely opposite. And it's the process that I'm going through. And for me, you know, I didn't start going to church until two years after I was saved, but my healing has happened a big part of that is because of my mother. My mom is just, she's such a safe space and she's so loving. I Seriously, I think she's an angel on earth. I'm not even kidding you. And her relationship with God has um, progressed since I came home too. It's like we're kind of, we've kind of been on this journey together, but she was such a safe space when I came home and I needed that to heal. I needed somebody to just sit with me and listen to me and let me go through the process without judging me or without expecting me to get to a certain place at a certain time. I just needed that support and I think just that is so powerful and we underestimate how powerful just sitting with somebody and listening to them is for healing. I think sometimes we don't want to do it because we expect that we're supposed to fix the person Um, And that's not what being a good neighbor and loving other people requires. I think a lot of times it just requires sitting and having conversations or sitting and just listening. We're not trying to fix people. That's not our job. That's God. All of that is God, you know, and I, and I think representing Jesus well means sitting and listening. And that is what love is. That's compassion. That's gentleness that's goodness that's kindness that's patience and that's what we're supposed to do james five sixteen again one of my favorites therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed seriously my i feel like my entire ministry could be summed up in simplifying what we're supposed to do as christians love god and love your neighbor as yourself which to me means love God and love your neighbor as yourself, which means there has to be a healing process in the middle. So you know how to love yourself as a child of God, not for self, but for the glory of God. So you're able to pour into your neighbor in a way that God wants you to. And then Romans 12 too, and I like the ERV version of this, don't change yourselves to be like people of this world, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then you'll be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. That is the healing part. You know, you love God. You decide 
you love God, you want to walk in the way of Christ. And then Romans 12 too, you know, remember that you're not trying to be like people of the world. You're trying to let God change you inside with a new way of thinking, right? And then James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I think if we took these three verses and we focused on them, we'd have a pretty good understanding of how to live life as a Christian. Obviously, there's so much in the Bible that is important that we have to pay attention to. But I think if we want to simplify it, because I know for me, I often get really, really overwhelmed with the Bible and everybody else's interpretation of it. But for me, I just, I've felt so convicted that those three things or passages similar to those three things, you have to know the greatest two commandments. And then you have to know what God wants for you. He wants to change you. You let him change you. And then you confess your sins to each other and you pray for each other. That's how you partner with each other. That's how you do life together, right? So I just think these things are really powerful. And I think knowing and understanding how to walk through the healing process and what that looks like and that it is going to cause a lot of pain and it is going to cause depression sometimes, I think just understanding that that's normal and letting other people know that that's normal, I just think it would make a lot of difference in our lives and it would give a lot more hope and a lot more encouragement. So here's my encouragement today. Those feelings suck. They really do, but they're temporary. They're normal. It's part of being a human and what really needs to happen is unlearning all of the ways that the world teaches you are normal in the human process because most of them aren't. The world's going to teach us that sin is normal. It's going to teach us that chasing excitement and joy and happiness, consistent excitement and joy and happiness and wholeness is normal. That is what we're taught is that there is this end goal that we're supposed to chase where eventually we'll get to this point where happiness and joy and excitement and wholeness is going to be a consistent part of our lives and we're never going to feel suffering again. And that is so unnatural and it's so unrealistic. And the problem is in that process, every once in a while, we'll catch that. We'll experience that excitement and that joy and that happiness. And then when it goes away, we start to look for something that will act as a substitute. Unfortunately, what that ends up looking like is an unhealthy coping mechanism like alcohol or sex or drugs or money or power because we're constantly looking for that. We're constantly looking for wholeness and we don't realize that all the holes that we have are there because God is meant to fill them. I think some of the holes that we have as humans are supposed to be there so we constantly have a need for God. I think there are things that we can heal from with God. But I also think that there are things just like Paul had a thorn in his side. I think we're all going to have some kind of thorn, some kind of hole that is just going to be with us for our entire lives because we need to have a need for God. So anyway, that's my rant for today. Um, but be encouraged. Once again, I, this is the same thing that I've been saying in the last three or four episodes. If you are in it, I understand. And I know it's frustrating, but please know that it is temporary. And there is so much hope and love in a relationship with God. 
That's all for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. And hey, if you don't mind, would you do me a favor and rate, review, and share this message with somebody if you feel like it hit home so we can get these messages out to more people? And also, you can go over to lovestandshere.com if you want to check out my blog posts. And also, if you would like to contact me, if you have any questions or comments or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can head on over there. You can also follow me at love underscore stands underscore here on Instagram. I hope you have a great week. I love you and I will talk to you next week. Bye.